0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose, with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I many questions from parents about ways to invest for their children, like this one from Nisha B., who says, Thanks so much for your podcast. It's a big blessing, and I've been religiously listening to it for a few years now. My question is, how do I open a crypto IRA or any other crypto account for my son, who is a minor with earned income? Thanks so much for your kind words and excellent question, Nisha. Today, we'll review various ways to invest for your kids and teens so they have a nice financial head start in life. So if you have kids or you want to be a parent someday, don't miss this important show. I'll answer Nisha's question by covering seven savings options for kids, plus how they should or shouldn't fit into your financial planning as the parent. Hey friends, and thanks for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams, and I'm a personal finance expert who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. I'm also an author of several books, including my most recent title, which was an Amazon number one new release, and I'd love you to check it out. It's called Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. If you're building a business or want to earn more income, I hope you'll get a copy. It's available as a paperback, ebook, or audiobook. Grab it today. My mission here on Money Girl is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build lots of wealth, and have more security and less stress. I create every show to make sure you come away with practical, actionable advice and tips that are just going to help you make better money decisions and hopefully take your financial life to the next level. So thanks for joining me. And I also, before we get started, want to ask you a really quick favor. If you have a moment to give back to the show by submitting a review, maybe on the podcast app where you're listening, it could be Apple Podcast, Spotify. You know, wherever you're listening, those reviews are so important because they really help people understand what the show's about. And I received a great review that I wanted to share with you from Talunda, who says, changed my life. One of the many reasons I went back to school to get my master's degree was because of a tip from this podcast. I don't remember which episode, but she said something about your time and earning potential being your greatest asset. I took that to heart and decided I was never going to get paid enough to survive in my state job. With that advice and some good choices in real estate investing, I'm not rich, but I'm comfortable for a single mom. I'm now using my master's degree and making triple per hour what I used to make, and I am student loan debt-free. I'm grateful for her succinct style, to-the-point wisdom, and general feminine power badassery. Oh my gosh, that is awesome, Talunda. Thank you so much for your review. Uh, It really means a lot to me, and I know all podcasters, when you submit something that really fuels us to know that we're changing lives and we're going in the right direction. So if you would also consider a rating or review, that would be amazing. All right, let's get into the meat of today's show. First of all, I want to talk about this idea of when you should begin saving for kids. That's a pretty common question. Parents will ask, you know, what's the best age to start investing for my child's future or their education expenses? While every parent wants the best for their kids it's also critical to make wise decisions for your own financial future. So whether you should save and invest for your kids or teens depends on your current financial situation and your goals, you know, what you want to achieve with your own finances. If you haven't started saving for retirement or even understand how much you need to invest each month and each year to achieve your dreams, that's where you should start. And if you're like most people, you'll probably need a much bigger nest egg than you think. Yes, Social Security offers retirement benefits. However, for January 2022, the average payment was only $1,657 a month. And that's average. That means there are people who are getting much lower than that. Now, if you were a high earner over many years of your career, you might be getting double or triple that, just depending on your earnings and when you decide to retire. Are you retiring early? Or are you waiting till age 70? So for most people, you're going to want to have some savings to supplement your Social Security income and cover increasing medical costs. So the point of me saying this is not to scare you that Social Security is you know, not meant to be a sole source of income. It's meant to be a supplement. But parents should never forego saving for their own retirement to pay for a kid's college or, you know, buying them a car or any other significant expenses. Instead, create a financial plan that includes investing for yourself and for your kids when you start a family. The sooner you begin saving for short and long-term goals, the less stress you'll feel emotionally and in your budget. If you get a late start and you just cannot afford to save for a child, don't feel guilty about it. Remember, putting retirement first is in your entire family's best interest. If you sacrifice financial security for your kids you may find yourself relying on them to support you in your old age. While it might seem cold-hearted for a parent to refuse to save or invest for a child, don't forget that kids have options, such as working, getting education scholarships, and taking out federal student loans. You know, there aren't any loans or grants to support you after you stop working in retirement. Therefore, if you're less than 20 years away from retirement, and have not reached 80% of your savings goal you need to stay exclusively focused on building your retirement nest egg and i mean exclusively focused so everyone including parents should save at least 10 to 15% of their gross income for retirement before saving for your kids. Always shore up your financial well-being first, even if that means saving nothing or less than you'd like for your kids. Remember that if you're a good saver, you might end up with a surplus and could help out a child by paying off their student loans, any other debts, or even leaving them an inheritance down the road. All right, so with that said, when the time is right to save and invest money for your kids and your teens, here are seven options to consider. Number one, use a bank savings account. An FDIC insured bank account is one of the safest places to save for a child. However, even though high-yield account rates have risen lately to about 2% as of September 2022, as of this podcast, that's relatively low. Um, and, And that income that you earn from a bank savings also gets taxed as income. Let me give you an example. Let's say you were to save $100 a month for 40 years for a child in a bank savings account earning 2% interest, you'd accumulate about $75,000. But if you invested the same amount and earned an average of 10%, you'd have almost $650,000 after four decades. I mean, even if you only got 9% or 8%, you would still have a whole lot more than $75,000. So the upside of bank savings is that it's entirely safe from investment risk. You're not going to lose any money. But in exchange for that safety, banks pay very little interest. That means you could be leaving many thousands of dollars on the table compared to investing the funds in one or more of the options that I'm going to cover in this show. But if you do decide to use some checking or savings accounts for kids, which, you know, might be a great way to help them use the money that they save. There are various innovative kids banking apps and debit cards that offer things like Interactive games that teach them financial literacy, budgeting for savings goals, monitoring tools for parents, parent-paid bonuses to reward their good savings habits, and even automatic allowance payments from parents. So I'm not saying you never need to use, you know, a banking account for kids. I'm just saying that when we're talking about investing large amounts of money or saving large, large amounts of money it's not gonna yield as much as you could get in some other options. Now, speaking of allowances, you might also be interested in how the going rates vary. Uh, from a child's age or even from state to state. At finder.com, they created a really handy kids chore calculator. You can enter where you live, your child's age, the type of chore that they do, and even their savings goals in that calculator to learn more about how to determine how much to pay your kids for completing their chores. I know a lot of parents struggle with whether they should even be paying kids an allowance or not, but if that's something that you do want want to do to help kids earn the money that you give them, I would definitely encourage you check out the Kids Chore Calculator. Again, that's at finder.com. All right, the second savings option is to open a 529 college savings account. This is a great option if you are interested in saving for a child's education, okay? This is the only thing you want to use it for. Investing through a 529 college savings plan is a great option. And here's how it works. You make contributions in any amount you choose, and you choose how to invest the funds from a menu of options, like mutual funds or or exchange-traded funds. It's kind of like a 401k or an IRA in that... It is an account that gives you tax benefits, and then you choose how to invest the money that you contribute to that account. And what's great about these plans is there are no income limits to qualify. And most of them offer very high annual contribution limits, such as over six figures. And it will vary depending on the plan that you choose. Um, they are very different from state to state. So you definitely need to shop around. If you use 529 funds to pay qualified education expenses, these are things like tuition fees books required equipment room and board those are all going to be tax free as you take them out of the account you can spend a 529 at us accredited schools and even some foreign institutions. And you also don't need to choose a 529 plan or a college from the state you reside in. For example, you could live in Florida, you could participate in a New York 529 savings plan and use the funds to send a child to college in California or abroad or any other state. So, you know, the idea is that you just really need to shop around to find the best plan for you. Now, thanks to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, you can spend up to $10,000 per year tax-free on elementary and secondary school expenses. So that gives parents the flexibility to withdraw funds for tuition or other education expenses for a younger child attending a public, private, or religious school. And as I mentioned, each state sponsors their own 529 plans. And some states even have multiple plans. Some states even offer a deduction for the contributions made by residents on their state income taxes. So again, this should play into which one you choose. The the fees and the benefits, such as the maximum contribution limit, your investment options, and the in-state tax benefits very considerably. So you got to shop and compare plans. Now, the only downside to a 529 is that if you take withdrawals for non-qualified expenses, so let's say you put in a bunch of money thinking, okay, this is going to be for my child's education, but they don't end up spending all of it. That means you're going to have to pay income tax plus a 10% penalty on those funds when you take them out, but you know if you've got more than one child, you can actually roll over funds from one uh, beneficiary to another, or even to somebody outside your family, like you know a, a niece or a nephew or. Even, you know, a sister or a brother, you can actually roll it over into different beneficiaries if you don't end up using all that money and you, you know, want to give it away without having to pay the penalty. So the bottom line is you should never put more in a 529 than you estimate your child will need for their total education expenses. Also note that you can't start funding a 529 until your child is born and they've got a social security number. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just 2 minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. One of mine was to get more protein, and Factor's protein shakes are amazing. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals and products every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. There is nothing like having fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to Factormeals.com slash MoneyGirl50 and use code MoneyGirl50 to get 50% off. That's code MoneyGirl50 at Factormeals.com slash MoneyGirl50 for 50% off. One of my top recommendations to improve your financial life is to make sure you have the right insurance. You need to make life insurance part of your financial planning this year. So start shopping now with Policy Genius to find the right policy to protect your family. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Even if you already have a life policy at work, you need to know that it may not be enough to give you enough protection for your family's needs, and it's probably not going to follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies starting at just $292 a year for a million dollars of coverage. And some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award winning agents who can help you find the best fit for you. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial financial safety net using PolicyGenius. Just head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. If you're like me, you love really nice clothes at an affordable price. That's why I was so excited to shop with Quince. Can you imagine 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I recently ordered a washable silk skirt and a matching cashmere sweater that is to die for. The style and quality definitely compare to more expensive brands. So go ahead, indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com/moneygirl for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince. It's Q U I N C E dot com slash money girl to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash money girl. Okay, the third savings option is to enroll in a 529 prepaid tuition plan. So this is very different from the 529 college savings plan. Um, This allows you to save for a child's education without taking any investment risk. And what it does is allow you to to save money by locking in today's tuition costs for the future. So you're prepaying at a particular college instead of investing today's dollars. Um, So prepaid plans are offered by certain institutions and states. And there's also a national private college plan that you can use no matter where you live to lock in tuition at hundreds of private colleges and universities across the country. When you open a prepaid plan, you do have to name your student who becomes the beneficiary. But you don't have to pick a school until your student is ready to enroll. Um, You can change plan beneficiaries if you've got another potential student in the family. And you can even use both a prepaid plan and a college savings plan for the same child. Here's how it might work. Your prepaid account would cover things like tuition, but your savings plan would pay for other qualified expenses, such as room and board, books, a computer, supplies, that sort of thing. Now, the major downside of a prepaid plan is if the beneficiary wants to attend a school that accepts only a portion or even none of those prepaid funds. In that case, you would have to pay the tuition difference out of pocket and may not get the total value of the plan, or you could get, you know, no value out of the plan just depending on where the child ends up going. Okay, the fourth saving and investing option is to contribute to an IRA, or Individual Retirement Account. So a little-known benefit of an IRA is that kids can have them too. You may see an IRA for a minor called a custodial IRA or even a guardian IRA. It must be in your child's name. It cannot be owned jointly. No retirement accounts can ever be owned jointly. But you or another adult will manage that custodial account until the child reaches the age of majority. The primary IRS rule you have to follow is that minors can only have their own IRA if they have allowable earned income. That includes wages, tips, commissions, taxable money for college like taxable scholarships, grants, fellowships, or self-employment income. Therefore, IRAs are only available for kids or teens with a part-time job during the school year or full-time work during the summer. You can't fund an IRA for an infant or a toddler who can't legitimately earn income unless you've got a baby genius that is earning money or maybe they're the star of a diaper commercial nor can you pay an allowance to a young child and just call it income for the purposes of an IRA without proper documentation. If you do pay them money or maybe they earn self-employment income, you've got to have proof that income taxes are being paid on that income for it to qualify for an IRA. And as I mentioned, some scholarships and grants for college Do count as income for IRA purposes, but only if they're taxable. And that may not apply to some college money. So you need to check on that. While self employment income certainly qualifies minors for an IRA. You do have to file an annual tax return with Schedule C. That is the form that records business income and expenses. And no matter your age, if your business earns more than $400 in in a tax year, you also must pay self-employment tax, which covers Social Security and Medicare. And you do that by filing Schedule SE along with your tax return. In other words, if you pay a child for doing work like babysitting, errands, or snow shoveling, or even if they're a, you know, a child model, you have to claim it as business income and you need to keep very detailed records. So there's no question about its legitimacy when it comes to qualifying for an IRA. Note that even though your child must have earned income to be eligible for a retirement account, the deposited funds don't have to come from their bank account. So a parent can, you know, put their own money in that IRA Up to the amount that their child legitimately earned during the tax year. For 2022, the IRA contribution limit is your allowable earnings or your child's allowable earnings up to $6,000. And it's actually $7,000 if you're over age 50. Here's an example. Let's say your teenage child is a summer lifeguard and they earn $3,000. They would be eligible to contribute up to $3,000 in an IRA for the tax year. But if a child earns $10,000 busing restaurant tables, they could only contribute the maximum of $6,000. And in years when a child has no earnings, no IRA contributions can be made. And again, even if the, the money goes on the child's bank account, um, the parent can fund the IRA if the child legitimately qualifies for it. You can open up a traditional or a Roth IRA for a child. With a traditional account, taxes on contributions and account earnings get deferred until the child takes future withdrawals. However, since kids typically don't earn enough to benefit much from an upfront tax deduction, using a Roth IRA is usually a better choice. With a Roth IRA, contributions are taxed up front, but withdrawals and retirement are entirely tax free, which is an amazing benefit. That would allow your child to avoid paying tax on decades of growth in the account, which could add up to massive, massive tax savings. So a Roth is definitely the way to go for most kids. While there are annual income limits to qualify for a Roth IRA, most kids are earning much less. For 2022, single taxpayers earning less than $144,000 can make Roth IRA contributions. Again, that income threshold only applies to the child, not to their parents or the person who's managing the account. In addition, after your child has owned a Roth IRA for five years, they can withdraw previously taxed contributions, but not the untaxed earnings portion. They can do that before the official retirement age of 59 and a half without paying taxes or an early withdrawal penalty. That flexibility is another great reason to help a child fund a Roth IRA. And that means your child's money could be used for any purpose they like, such as paying for a car, house, travel, or college. Of course, it's best to leave retirement accounts alone so they grow as much as possible. And that would give a child a significant financial head start. Young investors have a tremendous mathematical advantage when they leverage the power of compounding to build wealth by starting so early in life. But when kids have a Roth IRA, they also have the ability to tap their balance early if absolutely needed. All right, the fifth option is to open a crypto IRA. So this is getting us back to Nisha's question about opening a crypto IRA or other crypto account for her son who has earned income. After you open a retirement account, you have to choose the investments to own inside it. Now, you might put 100% of your contributions into one fund, like one mutual fund or one exchange-traded fund, or you can split up contributions into preset percentages. Many investment firms offer a dizzying array of options, like stocks, bonds, CDs, money market funds, mutual funds, and exchange-traded funds. And now, with the growth of cryptocurrencies, there are IRAs exclusively offering them. A traditional or Roth crypto IRA has the exact same rules as a regular traditional or Roth IRA, but you've got the ability to choose various cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum from the investment menu. If the value of coins in a Roth crypto IRA explodes by the time your child retires, they'd completely avoid paying tax on all that investment growth in the account, which is pretty sweet. All right, moving on to our sixth way to save and invest for a kid or a teen, it's to contribute to a brokerage account. Maybe some of you are thinking, well, what if I want to invest for a child that doesn't have earned income and I don't want to invest or save for their future education? Well, you can open a taxable brokerage account for that purpose. It would be in your name, as miners cannot own taxable investments and financial products in their names. However, you can create a custodial account known as a UGMA account that stands for Uniform Gift to Minors Act. It's also known as a UTMA account or Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. And you can do that at most banks and brokerage firms. These special accounts allow investments for minors to be held in the care of an account custodian. And when the kid becomes an adult, which is usually at age 18 or 21, depending on where you live, the trust assets automatically transfer into the child's name. Now, the main benefit of using a UGMA or a UTMA account is that you can give a child as much money or assets as you like. There are no annual limits, and you can also withdraw funds at any time and for any reason. A portion of the account's investment earnings does get taxed at your child's income tax rate, which, you know, is probably pretty low, so that can reduce taxes. The downside of UGMA and UTMA accounts is that once the child reaches the age of majority, parents have no control over how the child spends the funds because it just, you know, automatically becomes property of the child. Also, custodial accounts are considered an asset of the child, which means they're a more significant factor in the calculation for college financial aid than if they were owned by a parent. And our last way to save and invest for a kid, number seven, is to get a life insurance policy. This is an often overlooked way to protect a child's financial future. Every parent, I mean every parent, should have life insurance so their minor children would be financially secure after their death. It pays one or more beneficiaries after the policyholder dies. And there are two main types that you'll see, known as term and permanent. Term coverage pays a cash benefit if you die within a term or a period, such as 10 or 20 years. And permanent coverage applies no matter when you die. And it typically also accumulates a cash value. So it's kind of like part investment and part life insurance. The downside of life insurance is that it, you know, it doesn't provide a benefit until the policyholder dies. However, If you have a permanent policy that builds enough value over time, you could tap it to pay any expense you wish for a child. Nisha, thank you again for your question, and I hope this show will help you understand your various options. If you're like Nisha and you also have a money question or even a topic suggestion, you can visit lauradadams.com and use my contact page to email me. Or you can leave a voice message by calling 302-364-0308. You can also visit lauradadams.com to learn more about my work books, and money classes. Be sure to follow Money Girl on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you automatically get each new weekly episode. I don't want you to miss one show. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me.